three, I would like to call the Economic Development Subcommittee for June 21st, 2023 to order. Uh, first, I will read the note to residents. All citizens are welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are also live streamed and archived by Franklin TV on the Franklin Town TV YouTube channel. Uh, meetings are also shown live on and on repeat on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. In an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate. When did the lights show up? For Zoom. The link for the meeting, the Zoom meeting is on what the agenda. Mean? If you would like to call in, it is uh, 1-929-205-6099. That is recording in progress. 929-205-6099. The meeting ID number is 850-6297-9258. And then press the pound button. <coughs> Um, tonight we are going to have an update on our marketing and branding project, and um, I am just going to thank Julie. Is she going to, uh, Julie? Are we going to throw it straight to you? Uh, no, we're going to. No, we're just going to. No, we're going <laughs> to. We're going to well, I just want to thank Julie for all the hard work before Jamie takes all yeah. the credit for it. <laughs> nope. I, this is one, uh, thankfully, I don't have Math 3 Manager, I don't take any credit for, except hiring the people um, that are getting it done. So, um, just to backtrack really quickly for the folks um, that are on Zoom and watching from home, um, the Town Council approved a goal a year and a half ago, actually probably more than that, but um, the last couple of years, to do a marketing and branding <coughs> analysis. and. I think the council, the school committee, other stakeholders in town have all chimed in on a lot of different ideas about what marketing branding could be. Trailhead signs, uh, wayfinding signage, you know, uh, reevaluating the identity of the community, um, logos, seals, letterhead, um, stationery. I mean, uh, there was a lot of ideas out there. And um, you know, we've been talking about this, I think, as you know, Madam Chair, for, well, for a while. Here's an example. And um, there's an example right here. The letterhead, the letterheads. Right. The seal's different. The on seal's different. The agenda different. and the official letter. The perfect example. <laughs> and um, it drives um, Glenn crazy. Well, we've got Ben Franklin from the side of the face. We've got Ben Franklin's front of his face. We've got different. So, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Representative Roy was successful, I believe, in the last ARPA uh, or one of the economic development bills last session and got the community $50,000 to work on this analysis. Um, and uh, thank Jeff for his efforts on that. Um, and then, um, which really gave us, as you know, Madam Chair, the ability to start this process along. Right. As fate would have it, um, you know, as Lily's only really part-time for the town, part-time for the schools, right? Full-time, but split between the two. And um, it just so happened that we got the money uh, at the end of calendar year 2022. So. We hired Julie Jacobson, uh, who's the former manager in Auburn. Um, we uh, snatched her up right before she retired. She retired, <laughs> she came here. Um, and she has a huge background, as we all know, um, on this work uh, from the city of Worcester for uh, decades. Uh, so between herself and Lily, uh, in addition to all of uh, you, and also want to obviously mention that the school committee was involved in this. Um, Dizzy Spencer, Dave Callahan, and Al Charles have all been uh, participatory with the superintendent. 
because I think we can't really get to a, a great brand for community or identity without thinking about education. So right. um, they've all been very supportive. All of you have been supportive because we got another $50,000 of a local appropriation, so that was $100,000. But we never had a, a real timeline, plan, or, or pathway right. to what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. And so um, I noticed you just held it up a second ago, but now it's in the packet uh, for people good. to look or look at. But now uh, Julie and Lily have created for us a, yeah. a timeline, Chris, that you will never zoom in far enough to read that. <laughs> That's only page one. It is font three yeah. or whatever, but um, I think as I heard you say earlier, Madam Chair, it takes this long, and it's two pages. Yes, it takes this long to get to the fun stuff. Get to the fun stuff. So, um, been a couple of uh, meetings offline to get uh, this kind of project going, but we thought because it was a goal for the council uh, underneath the EDC, yeah. um, Madam Chair, you wanted to have a, a meeting just to at least acknowledge that you know all of you and others have been working really hard on this, and now we have the Yellow Brick Road, if you will. Hopefully, start working on some of these things. So. Right. Yeah, and I think it's it's important for everybody to know that there was a group of people that got together and we talked about what we wanted to do. And then, if you look at this timeline, you'll see that Julie separated it into different phases, and um, and and how we're going to pay for it. The phase I think is really important, and um, they'll be going at the same time. But I think we all got that that group of you know with the town staff and with the the school that we um, we all agree like this is the way we want to go forward so I thought it would be it's really important for the rest of the EDC to understand what we're th th thinking about doing and what we want to do next what, how we're going to implement this but now we have a plan because we didn't have a plan before so um, it seemed a bit daunting the task of making a plan mm -hmm. Right, and now we have one, so that's really great. She, she <laughs> made a plan to make it. It was so daunting that it, it kind no, of over, do it. it literally it over. Like, I think it literally overwhelmed me. Yeah. Um, and maybe really quickly, um, maybe you could ask Julie just and yeah. Lily to and Lily to go through the four phases, just high level, because many listeners may be saying, "Well, what's the plan?" Yes. Yes. Um, well, okay. And it's inclusive too of everybody's ideas. Yeah. It's the last quick point I wanted to make that. You know, everybody's ideas that have come through this through the community, through all of you and the school committee, those ideas are represented in this plan. You know, some people had ideas that were phase four and that were at the end. Some people had ideas uh, up front, but it lays out a pathway for four years. <laughs> four years yeah. uh, of stuff. So, uh, you know, And that's an aggressive timeline, too. It still right? is an aggressive if timeline. We, ask, we can ask uh, Julie to explain that a little more. How yeah. Hopefully, and, and by Lily and Julie can yeah. really quickly go through the high level four phases. Um, Come on up. Just, just kind of. Do you want to sit at the desk? Just kind of go through sure. them really quickly. Yeah. Or at the mic, it doesn't matter. Or the mic, yeah. Whatever people want. Yeah, wherever you feel. Yeah, it's a casual Wednesday. Wherever you feel. Casual Wednesday. Okay. Before they start. Okay. All right. Thank you. I also. It is the font is very small. <laughs> I had to go buy glasses so I can speak to you. Make sure you had your glasses today. Yes. Uh, so basically, uh, as Jamie said, just to give you the, the overview, so there would be four phases in this, and it's anywhere between a three and a four year plan. Mm -hmm. And the questionable part is it could go longer than that. It could go three to five years. It depends on what you're going to do for implementation. 
and part of this plan is coming up with an implementation plan. Mm -hmm. So once you have this whole process done, part of this process is coming up with what are you going to do with this? How are you going to use it for economic development? How are you going to use it for marketing? How are you going to use it for wayfinding? Mm -hmm. How are you going to use it for signage on your roadways and in, into and out of, out of the town? So that is another piece of this that has to get done by, by the consultant and the various groups that are involved. So basically, the four phases. Uh, the first one is the grand audit and the creation of the standardized materials. Uh, in other words, this we're talking about the official seal use only. So as you pointed out, uh, Madam Chair, the, the, you will find many different seals that are in use. And then even I look up behind you and over over here on the desk, and there's there are just many of them in use, and Lily has done an amazing job of inventorying all the different uses of the seals in town, and it is, it, it's pretty overwhelming to see how many are used. Just, just out of curiosity, how many did you categorize? Um, there eight. It's like eight different versions of it. Doesn't Frank and TV have their own version too? <laughs> but I gotta find the, I have it in front of me, but it was, okay, let's see, there's. Frank and TV had an inventory, I mean, yeah. at least eight. Yeah. Eight different seals. I, I, there's a, what I'm looking at with that specifically to the town of Franklin, there's about 10. But oh. that's including some of our, um, that's not all sealed, it's, it's also um, just our fire department, logo rank department, uh, senior center. Uh, but there's about, there's, there's seven specifically that's just Ben Franklin, or different versions of our actual official seal. <laughs> no wonder no people are confused. <laughs> What is the actual? What is the one actual official seal? Is it just it's the most important one? Yes. Yeah. There is uh, under the state. There's always uh, through the chair. There is always an official seal. So there is one official seal, and I think that's why phase one you have to decide, assuming that's the official seal that you're going to use, to make your internal communications systems consistent with one another so that the public understands when they see somebody coming for an inspection and they've got the, the seal, they know yeah. it's, it's accurate, that person is a, is a town employee, or a town ID card, <clears throat> the seal that's on the car, or even the correspondence when they receive a letter from the town administrator or receive a letter from the treasure collector, they need to know that it is an official letter because it's consistent with everything else in town. So. That is the first phase to do that. Uh, the second phase would be the brand development and outreach. And uh, this would really involve establishing a branding advisory committee. You can see all the different steps there, but basically learning from the community uh, what are the different types of strategies and brand development they come up with. And that goes beyond just using a seal. That's potentially developing a logo and an expression or a tagline to go along with it. Mm -hmm. And that's more on the marketing mm -hmm. end of it than the official use end of it. Then the third phase is the brand activation. So once you actually have <coughs> your logo and once you have your tagline, how are you going to implement it? Where are we going to use it? How are you going to use it? And that's coming up with another plan that really mm -hmm. needs to be specific because tied to all of those activities that you want to do, you've also got to tie a budget. So if you want to implement it correctly, you've got to look ahead and say, how much money are we going to invest in this? Right. And how much is it going to cost? And where can we get the funds? And how creative can we be in getting non-local funds to put into this? And there are some good suggestions out there. There's some 
options that the town could look at, but you can't really start looking at it until you understand what it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last phase would actually be the marketing phase. So one is you know the wayfinding and the website and things like that, and the last would be the marketing. And that's where you could you could spend six months, you could spend six years. It all depends on what you're planning on doing. Is the town going to be putting together a video, a promotional video? Are you going to attend trade shows? All of that would be down the road, but you can't really make those decisions until you get through these other phases mm-hmm. first. Right. So I think the important thing to notice is that these phases are not linear. One phase doesn't necessarily have to be completed before you start the next phase, and it shouldn't be. In order to keep the process moving, you can start part of your phases, and that's why you'll see some of the lines overlapping on, mm-hmm. the, on the time frame. Start them. But they're pretty much set up, as you said, to be aggressive through the chair. It, it, it is an aggressive timeline, but it also builds in a little bit of wiggle room understanding, you know, an RFP. If you put an RFP out and you don't get a lot of response, you may have to go out a second time. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really account for that. This is assuming everything goes well, and you get enough firms to come in and um, give you a bid for the consultant work that you're going to need to have. And as the town administrator pointed out, his thought was, and it makes perfect sense to do it this way, to have your state grant pay for phase two, mm-hmm. um, and likely phase two, three, and potentially, uh, it wouldn't really be implementation, it would really be two and maybe a little bit into three, and use your town dollars for phase one. Uh, so what is not considered a phase, but it's something you just need to be aware of that you still need to do the preliminary steps of getting your budget together, <coughs> getting your state approvals, and getting your state contract documents. And that can take a couple of months. So overall, that's the, the overall view of it. Uh, it. We tried to build and I went through it, tried to get every single step that's involved. And I know it looks overwhelming, but it's important to understand sometimes you can't go to the next step until you finalize one of those steps. Not always, but you wouldn't be able to to go to the next step until you've done, so let's say, the first six steps. Lily, is there anything you want to add? Yeah. So that was a pretty good synopsis. I do also want to include, I know we were just talking about the different um, logos. It's also um, looking at our vehicle fleets as well, and right. sort of when we uh, have to be strategic about implementation, especially with uh, funding. So we you know, may cost more to implement, but at, you know, at, at first, but it may help reinforce um, the brand identity. You know, the most public-facing way that we can in terms of you know resident experience or visitor experience. Um, so I just wanted to make sure I highlighted that. That it's more than just looking at all the seals. It's like looking at all of the other supplementary things that we use internally and also externally. Right. Uh, no, kind of <clears throat> following the logic that you were saying earlier, where not everything has to be done in the correct order, but I was thinking kind of towards your comment about the implementation and where there would be kind of projecting forward saying, okay, if we come up with a new brand, if we come up with new designs, if we come up with new marketing, what parts are we going to apply that to? So then you kind of have to think ahead to yourselves, do we want to apply that to street signage? Then you have to think about how that's going to apply to that, and that's that's its cost, but it's running through my head is basically to summarize you're going to have to talk about from the smallest possible media to the largest possible right. media which could be something as big as, as Ben on the wall over here or something that we have on display on banners uh, street signs parks and so forth so it kind of needs to to fit the gamut or range of, of media that we could have in Absolutely. the town 
but still be something that would look just as attractive big as it does small and everything else in between and that's kind of that's kind of on the implementation part of things because you have to kind of think to yourself what do we want to apply this to to what extent later on down the line do we want to apply this marketing uh, media to you know because the, the reason I say that is because just like yesterday we were getting prepared for a meeting at my union where the Secretary of Commerce came to visit and we were setting up props and, and, and marketing things and background images and stuff like that and one of the things that I thought was dramatic was we had uh, a banner a local a local one for you I had international brotherhood much borders banner of our image that was as big as this wall and that was a great background prop because now no matter where you look from any camera angle you've always got that imagery in the background and that's something that that is is big picture but it's also I can't assume how much that cost because that's a big expense and that's something that we need to be thinking about kind of early adding that into our budget down the line and coming up with the funding to come off this yeah, and all kinds Julie, of to get yeah, Julie did talk a lot about grant <clears throat> grants out there and also Colby Council Frangelo mentioned some some marketing and um, economic development grants that are out there for these kind of things mm -hmm. And through the chair, you're correct. You, you, you need to look at your, your implementation phase is really key. So if you, you really do need to have a plan. What are you going to use this for? Mm -hmm. So uh, the group that has been getting together that we've been discussing this with, we did look at probably about 50 different communities in the Commonwealth and put together a document on how much they spent, what they used it for, and where we were able to put a link. We put a link in there mm -hmm. so you could see the final product. And most of them use it for wayfinding. Uh, almost every community, once they go through this process, wayfinding is an enormous part of it. And part of that wayfinding could be visitors' kiosks, where you have informational, uh, an informational kiosk placed within certain areas of the town to help guide visitors and residents to points of interest and things that are going on. Mm -hmm. uh, some communities go as far as to, as they start to need to change their street signs, they change out all their street signs. And you see some of the smaller communities, depending on how many streets they have, change all their street signs and put their logo on their street sign. So the minute you drive into that community, you know that you're in that community because of the street sign. You, you know, that's an extreme of, of how you can use it, but it all depends on what your budget is and what you really want to accomplish with mm -hmm. it. And I think that's why it's really important to have the consultant work with the town and work with the committee to decide what your implementation plan is going to be. You don't want to go through all this and then not have a plan. Right. And then wait too long to start your implementation. And then by then, it's time to start revisiting all over again, yeah. you know, which, which can happen also. Uh, so you know, some of these campaigns take place every you know, 10 or 15 years in communities because some of them do have a shelf life. But if you get the right logo, the right put it all together at the right time, you get the right community buy-in and get mm -hmm. stakeholders involved in it, I think you'll be able to keep yours for many years. Patrick, do you have any So uh, eventually you have like a, a major sign someplace where all the historical sites who have it up like that. Yeah, signage, the wayfinding signage is a large part of it. Uh, you can have it be directional for pedestrians. If you have a pedestrian, you know, your downtown area, yeah. you want to guide people in the downtown area to what some of your town assets are, your library, you want to guide them to Dean College, you want to bring them to the theater. You can have signage for that. 
Uh, some of those types of signage, when it gets real specific to a business, you want to most likely ensure that you can change out the names on those signs uh, if you're guiding them to certain named things because as, as a business may leave or move or expand and not be in that location, we don't want your entire sign to not be usable anymore. So signage is, is a large thing. Maps, community maps that uh, you can give out to visitors who come when they're looking for how to get around and where to go. That's a smaller use of it. So it's the physical signage and the physical uh, use of it on your, maybe on your banners that you might have, you might use it on your website. It's, it's an identifier for the town. So it is, there's so many different uses of it. As you mentioned, you know, putting up putting up large signs, but the ones that are really kind of neat are the uh, community informational mm -hmm. kiosks. Those are really nice because those have the opportunity to be changed out as you need it to be changed out. Any other questions? No. Good stuff. <laughs> it's all good, good stuff. stuff. I'm anxious to see the process process get started. I think one of the things. Um, that pops in the brain, I'm sure it pops in your head, is um, one of the goals that the master plan committee is hoping to do is to take what is an existing master plan document, update it for its objectives, but also maybe even update it for its branding, and it could be maybe a good starting point for that process. To maybe Start at starts uh, because the, the point that I brought up with Brian, Amy, and Mel and Cody with the master plan was there are six different elements everything from housing to land use to public facilities, open space, and so forth. Um, that, for all intents and purposes, are separate sections of the master plan that could have their own color, their own type of branding, their own type of. Logo. Logo, even if it's a modification of the existing open space one, because I, I love the, the, what you guys did with the open space um, plan and that the, the imagery that goes along with that. So I, I, I would love to see um, something similar that was brought into the master plan and maybe start using that as kind of a, a stepping stone for the branding, if that's possible. So I think when we look at uh, phase one, which is the brand audit and creation of standardized yep. town materials. That's so part of that process is looking at all of the different imagery that we have used in the past, um, looking at what some of our major marketing points were, um, taking a comprehensive inventory of sort of what we've been putting out there to just sort of get it all together, and then that we can work from there. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways to implement branding. Um, I did want to note that I believe it was 2019 when we did the MAPC marketing, the market yep. study. Yep. Um, there's, a, there's about, I think, like three to four pages of recommendations that are, oh, I think three, or three and a half pages that are specific to different ways to implement um, communications, marketing, uh, and branding through a community development and economic development lens. Mm -hmm. um, so it can really sort of once we have that brand, we can apply it in different ways. Um, but in terms of like the actual master plan, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when the timeline is from that, the conclusion of that, whether that would, would be with the master plan branding that we're developing, specifically to that master plan. 
um, because this is also going to be happening sort of in tandem. So I think we'll sort of see where the where we all sort of fly. But I, th I do think that the master plan is going to help inform some of this. So I think we need to just make sure that we're on the same page and we're, you know, when we get to the point of having some recommendations, obviously, the, the, I just want to highlight that the master plan is going to be really important in identifying what the priorities are as well. Oh, well, no doubt when it comes to prioritization and objectives in regards to that, but I'm talking about actually using some new logos and, and, and ideas I would just say, I would just say, you know, this feels like this is me being me these days. Um, let's get through the first six months. Oh, of, of, let's see how far, I think you recognize it, Councilor Jones, a moment ago. I think a couple did. You know, even what's here is, is a fairly it was a fairly aggressive timeline. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you have one as well on the master plan. So I would say, you know, the check-in point would be, you know, later this year. Um, and we'll see how far we get. And then I think um, ultimately you almost have a master plan here. Um, ultimately, right? Um, master plan for marketing. for marketing brand. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, this is not seven, you know, I guess the master plan is 10 years. This is probably five in reality mm -hmm. right. at a minimum, right? So you're really looking out through the rest of the decade anyways. And I think to your question, Councilor Jones, about when do you use this stuff, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would hope, maybe this is too commonsensical, but I would hope that if, if letterhead were agreed upon, per se, or a logo, or mm -hmm. see if, you know, why would we wait? Right. But, you know, I think exactly. I think logistically speaking. Well, logistically speaking, we've got to coordinate with not what eight school buildings or whatever it is. You know, you know, I know there'll be some people, for example, um, and rightfully so. I think Julie brought this up. The fire department's probably going to need, and the policy to look for an, an exemption off of this because they're going to want to do red, right? I mean, is their letterhead, and that's pretty common. That's not abnormal, that's common. So, okay. you know, there may be, uh, I think Superintendent Gagir brought up the idea of like, okay, maybe there's a standard school, but like each of the mascots at each of the different schools may have some different stuff too. So it's kind of identifying that base mm -hmm. and then working with each institution to say, well, we'd like to add a book on the library one, or how does that work? So I would love to say, once these things got done, why wouldn't we use them? But I think logistically speaking, <laughs> you know, Using them right away may cost money and may, may not be able to happen right away either. So we just have to kind of take it piece by piece. I hope that answers your question. It, it, no, absolutely. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong in the, in the sense that once a logo's been decided, there's no reason why we can't just kind of right. incorporate that in. To, to one of my points, I don't know if I made myself clear, is like, for instance, the, the whole of the open, open space recreation, how it had the leaf kind of incorporated into that design, if I recall that correctly. Did Rika Lai did that? I did. I designed that. Did you I did all the design materials okay. for the open space and recreation plan. So, okay. what I'm getting at, for instance, is that is a, that's a very clever design. And what had been popping into my brain is if it were, for instance, repurposed for I don't know, uh, what's a good one? Uh, facilities or housing or something. You could put like a house instead of a leaf incorporates the same general circle feel, but the leaf gets replaced with the house in some design, and it kind of adds a 
same fields anyways. It's kind of I think so I see you're here, you're talking about sort of branding the master plan. Um, so I know we talked about we, in a different meeting we had a conversation about having a different color scheme for the master plan yes. that would be incorporated into all of our outreach materials. Yes. That would be I think a more immediate thing than waiting until we have we were not gonna have the logo until later on. Um, so I think it's you know for cohesion this way with the uh, what do you call it? A lot of the open space and recreation plan, and Regali did a lot of the other uh, additional outreach stuff, but yeah. we had a whole uh, style guide, which is something that is incorporated in here for the brand, like the seal usage, gotcha. and then the, the, it'd be like a logo usage guide, uh, and that's something that we would also distribute to vendors and things like that, so everything will be very clear and concrete. Yep. Um, but typically, if you're going with a certain color scheme or, or plan for outreach, so with our friends and for all, everything was sort of the same color scheme, and we sort of incorporated that into the yeah. final deliverable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, I think typically you would stick to the um, the branding for that specific plan. Yeah. Um, That's cool. And it would be outlined at the beginning of that process, mm -hmm. which we just need to refine and yeah. give to the consultants. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Thank you. Of course. So you said style guide. I think that's yep, what that's Councilor true. Jones was asking. Yeah. Now we have the word. That's the word. So we can style, style guide. Style guide, feel usage, Through the chair, just also yes. keep in mind that looking at the 50 some other communities that we saw the process, just to get to the point of where you actually have a logo that everyone's agreed on, a logo, a tagline, that's going to be at least a year from the point that you actually hire a consultant. So hiring a consultant, if you follow the aggressive time plan, you get your RFP out, you, yeah. you know, get everything done, you can have a consultant on board hopefully by December, start your process right in January, so you look to the following December, January to have all of that in place as far as your logo, your design, your design, like your colors. Public input and all, right. and all that, right. Whereas um, as, yeah. uh, the time yesterday said the seals could be done earlier, Right. once that's the internal, the external, is a little bit more extensive. Right. But that, you're still working on your master plan. At that point, you can always go back before you finalize your document and start incorporating the local yeah. 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 That's Even that's a couple years away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Cool. Do you have any questions? Anything else to add? Uh, just quickly, no questions. Uh, just, uh, you know, this is something that I, I think is important. Uh, I've been waiting for. I'm glad that we have. Uh, this timeline in front of us, I'm already here. Be aggressive, let's move forward, let's move forward quickly. Um, I think, yeah, what's gonna take time um, is identifying who we are, right? Like, I think we sort of all nod along and we have a shared understanding, but, you know, the, A, I mean, a city and a, a, a town could be a whole bunch of things at once, uh, but really identifying what our, you know, are we a family-friendly community? Are we a traditional New England community? Are we an intergenerational, are we, just advertise the fact that we're, you know, well connected to different places, right? What is what is our main um, you know, identity? That's that's what's really going to be uh, the most important piece of this, I think, in the end, because that's what filters down uh, into, you know, how we talk about ourselves and how we present ourselves through. Uh, so that's that's the piece that I'm excited for. Um, but to get there, we got to start moving. Uh, <laughs> We're moving. We're moving. And I, 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 I talked about. That. I like that we talked about it in a small group. But um, they, you know, where I'm most prepared to scrutinize expenditure is on the marketing end of things. And like you said, that could be a six month. It could be a ten year thing. You know, just making sure that we're actually doing things that make sense. We're not mm -hmm. just doing them to pat ourselves on the back and say we did something. Right. It has to be worth it. Yeah. Jamie, you have anything to add? 
All set. You're all set? Good job. You're all set? Okay, well, thank you both for being here tonight, and also thank the um, Capital Committee, right? They're the ones who gave us the money to start. Yep. And then, um, and Jeff Roy for the, the wants to do the things too. Yeah, the schools. Oh, um, does anybody out in um, Zoom land have a question before we um, say goodnight? Well, Lisa's out there. I don't know. Oh, Lisa. She doesn't have a license. I guess she doesn't have it. I'm sure. No questions? Hi, everyone. Um, no, I don't have any questions. Um, I just wanted to tune in to listen. Okay, well, I'm glad you did. Thank you for tuning in, because I think this is really exciting for everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, too. <laughs> Good. Good. Yay. Okay, so thank you both so much for, for all the information and all your work, hard work. Thank you. But thank you all for watching. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.